Amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise here today? Can we thank him for what he's already done this evening? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for the Holy Ghost, Lord. Amen. What a wonderful worship service we've had, and I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost here. Amen. Anybody else feel the Spirit of God here tonight? Uh, there's no place I'd rather be than in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated this evening. It's so good to finally be able to be with you all here in Potts Camp, Mississippi. Amen. I want to just give you uh, a greeting, a warm greeting, all the way from Beirut, Lebanon. I just got into the country about two weeks ago, and I'm happy to report that God is pouring out His Spirit over in the Middle East. Amen. God is doing a mighty work among all different communities, among the, the Catholic and the Muslim communities over there. God is pouring out His Spirit. We have people that are converting people that are leaving behind the religion of death and doom and gloom that they've known for their whole life. And people are finding out that when we pray in the name of Jesus, then things actually begin to happen. Amen. I'm thankful to know that there's no other name, amen, under heaven among men whereby we can be saved. It's all in the name of Jesus. I want to give a high honor to your bishop this evening, Bishop and Sister Wilson. I don't know if anybody got to hear him at GMC, but man, what an awesome word, amen. You have a great legacy here in this church. I give a very high honor to your pastor, Pastor Voskis, and his family as well. We cannot measure the tremendous impact that, this, that your, your, your pastor and your pastor's family have had over there in Beirut, Lebanon over the years. We just had him for the Ladder Rank Conference in, in May of this year, and we had, I believe, five people coming from an Islamic background that got the Holy Ghost and were baptized in Jesus' name this year at that conference. Would you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen. And I want to especially thank this church. Thank you so much for lending us your pastor so many times over the years. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing over there in Beirut, Lebanon. Amen. Every single soul that is saved over there and that is reached, every seed that is planted, you're being a part of it. And when you get to heaven, you're going to meet people that you've, you've never met before. Their names are going to be Ahmad and Mahmoud and Muhammad and and they're going to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. And God has filled them with the... This year alone, we've had 18 souls that have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 25 of them have been baptized. And most of them are coming from a background of dead religion over there in the Middle East. Amen. And they're experiencing the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And this is something because you have people that say, you know, we've been praying to Allah for all these years and we've been seeking and praying all these times a, a day and fasting but we've never felt what we feel like when we step into your church when you step into the presence of God it's enough to change everything they've never felt what we're feeling here tonight they've never encountered the power of Jesus Christ they've been reaching God, where are you? 
And suddenly God reaches back and grabs a hold of them. And they find out that there is a God who is alive. There is a God who answers prayers. Amen. I want to tell you, God is reaching for people all over the world. doesn't matter where you are or how far you feel. God can reach you right where you're at. And God can bring you out. Oh, I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost today. You can be seated. I just also want to thank you for being a part of our Beirut Bridge of Hope School. You know, this school uh, has been such an instrumental part of bringing people to Jesus. Our school is 95%. And you know, I'm, I know I'm on the, I know I'm, I'm on the, the internet tonight, so you'll have to forgive me. But uh, they're 95% coming from a different background than a Christian background. And when they come to our school, they not only get taught so that they can build a bridge to a brighter future through education, but they're also getting to learn about Jesus. We have chapel every single day, and we have volunteers coming from the United States, coming from Pentecostal churches that are pouring into them and teaching them on a daily basis. It's no wonder we had 10% of our school get the Holy Ghost this year, and we're filled with the... We've won four families from this school, and not a single one of them had any ties to Christianity, but they experienced the power of Jesus Christ, and they decided to leave everything else behind and become members of the Apostolic Church of Beirut, Lebanon. Would you give God a hand clap one more time? Amen. Isn't God an awesome God? Don't we serve an awesome God? So I'm just so happy to report to you tonight about what is going on over there. And currently we're looking for an even bigger building. Our school can only hold about 50 kids in it right now. But we're looking at a building right now that will hold hundreds with many different classrooms. And we'll be able to have many more apostolic teachers in place. And now is the time when it's happening. And God is enabling us, and I want to thank you for giving at camp meeting last week. Amen. You are being a part of what God is doing on the forefront of the Middle East. Amen. And there is an apostolic church, an apostolic headquarters that we're bringing people from all over the region to. And they're learning, and they're going back into their countries, and they're reaching people. We have a daughter work already in Egypt where people are being baptized over near Cairo. Amen. And so I'm just so thankful. And I want to thank you for being a part of that. Would you all stand with me this evening? I believe God has a word that he wants to speak. I felt it in prayer earlier today. Amen. God wants to speak to some people. And, uh, and I believe that tonight is a night that God wants to reinforce you, encourage you, and reestablish you, amen, in the perfect will of God. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17, and we're going to go to verse 39 tonight, amen, while you're turning there, amen, I send you greetings from my pastor and those of the church over in Beirut, you know, uh, they're probably going to be watching a little bit tonight. Uh, they love Bethlehem Church. They love this, this church. They love your pastor. And so they're, they'll probably watch it later because it's about eight hours ahead. But, uh, but I, I send you greetings from them tonight. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 39. If you have it, would you say amen? amen. 
The Bible says, And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him. And he took a staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. Everyone say, he chose five smooth stones. Amen. And he put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. Amen. One more place that I'd like to go to tonight, if you would turn with me, we're going to go to Psalms chapter 46, verse 4. And we're going to read verse 4 and verse 5. The Bible says, there is a river. Everyone say, there is a river. Amen. There is a river where the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. Amen. Would you pray with me tonight? I want to speak to you just from a little bit on this topic. It's all in the river. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's all in the river. Everything you need, it's in the river tonight. Amen. Let's close our eyes and pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this evening, God. I thank you for what you want to do right here in Bethlehem Church in Potts Camp tonight, God. It's no mistake. It's no coincidence that we've come together. I pray you would anoint this word, God, and speak to us this night and let us leave changed for the better and for your kingdom. Amen. Would you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen. If you're going to help me preach tonight, would you say amen? amen? Well, if you're going to help me preach tonight, would you say amen? amen? There we go. I believe we're going to have a revival service tonight. You can be seated. Amen. God wants to, God wants to do something special in your spirit. And as we read from this topic, we read that David is walking up to the camp of Saul. And I like to believe that the camp of Saul was a little bit elevated in a strategic place for the war that they were facing with the Philistines. And the Bible says that as he was going up and as he was summoned by King Saul, he passed over a brook. I like to believe that as he's walking up, the whole time he's trying on the armor of Saul, he still has that brook in his mind. He still has it in his mind where he wants to go back to after a little while. And he's putting on the shield. He's putting on the helmet. But in his mind, he's still got those, those little stones that, he, that were in the brook whenever he was crossing over. And so many times what happens is there's a stream that comes up into the mountain. And it bubbles over in the top of the mountain. And that stream begins to meander down the side of it. And it eventually leads into a larger river or into, a, into the sea. But what happens when the water comes up out of the mountain is everything that it begins to touch begins to change. There's a transformational power that happens when the water begins to touch the rocks along the mountain. Amen. I want to tell you, God can reach you no matter where you are. You might have felt like you were on the far side of the mountain or that you were somewhere that was distant from every move and every spirit of God, but God found a way somehow to reach you where you were. 
God found a way to call you out when you felt like you were very far, but still God had a plan for you. And God began to reach you with those rivers of life. Amen. And so God has a different purpose for the people that get inside of this stream. There's a change that begins to happen. You can't stay the same in the presence of God. Amen. I believe that tonight. I believe God begins to work on us when we get into that spirit. Amen. And so we look at the world and we see it as a place that is not touched by the presence of God. There's a whole mountain out there. There's a, there's a whole world of different rocks and different things. And it's a treacherous place. David prayed, God, keep me while I'm on the mountain. Don't let my foot slip and don't let me dash myself or lose myself on the mountain. It's, it's not a good place to be. It's a treacherous place to be. Amen. But he said, God, keep me, Lord, where the streams run. God, keep me where your presence flows. Keep me where I can feel your spirit. Amen. God doesn't want you to be like the rest of the mountain. But when God calls you out, he calls you to separate you and to set you apart. Amen. You're not called to be like the rest of the mountain. Oh, I wish someone believed that with me today. You're not called to look like every other rock on the side of the mountain, but God wants you to be different. He said, I've called you out. I've chosen you for a purpose, and now I'm going to prepare you for the plan of God. Amen. This is what God does when you get into the river and when you get into the stream. Amen. There's a difference between a rock and a stone. And when David was looking for the weapons that he was going to wear, uh, he was going to fight against the giant from, he wasn't looking for just any old rock on the side of the mountain. I've got some props tonight with me, so, you know, y'all just bear with me, all right? A rock is, by definition, is different from a stone. They're not the same thing. I don't know if anyone works in masonry or in, in floor covering, but you know that you can't just take a rock from the side of the mountain and try to lay it on your kitchen with it. It's not going to work. Amen? But, but a, a rock is something that is unshaped. It's undefined. Its edges are rough and undisciplined. Let me tell you, before you got into the presence of God, and before you started experiencing the flow and the move of the Spirit, you were just like another rock on the side of the mountain. Amen. There was nothing that was about you that could be used for any. You were purposeless. Amen. God saw something in you. But until you started to experience the stream and the flow of the Holy Ghost and get in the presence of God, there was nothing about you that could be used for the kingdom of God. But I want to tell you, it's all in the river tonight. Amen. God looked at you and he didn't see something that was ready to face a giant quite yet. But he looked at what you could be if you spent just a little bit of time in that flow of the Spirit. Amen. I believe that there's a transformational power that happens when we begin to get into the flow. God, not my own will, not my own purpose. 
God, without you, there's nothing good that's within me. But let it be your spirit, God, that begins to shape me, that begins to mold me, that begins to prepare me, God. Lord, don't let me look like me. Let me look like you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I get worried about people sometimes that want to go back to the mountain. There was nothing good about the mountain when you came from it. Amen. I wonder if anybody remembers where God brought you from. I, I get confused and I get worried when people want to start resembling the mountain. God called you to come away from the mountain. God called you to separate yourself from the rest of the mountain. I don't know why we're so intrigued and mesmerized by the mountain, especially when God said it takes just a mustard seed of faith and you can throw it into the sea. Can I tell you, the people you're trying to look like and model yourself off in the world, they don't have they don't have true purpose. They don't have true identity. They're just a part of the mountain. And there's no good thing for you. Oh, I wish somebody believed this with me today. There's nothing in the mountain that you should find attractive or desirable. Amen. But it's all in the river. Come on, would you give God a hand clap of praise today? Amen. I told the people in our church, I said, why? Why would you want to go back to the mountain? You know, sometimes the river gets a little bit low and sometimes it's not flowing as strong as it was last month or as strong as it was last week, but it's still better than being on the side of the mountain. It's still better than being where nothing good happens and you can't feel the touch of God. Amen. I'd rather be inside of the house of God on a Wednesday night than I would anywhere else out in the world where everybody looks the same and nobody is identifiable or has any purpose. Can I tell you something? When you found the stream, yeah, when you found the stream, you begin to find your purpose you begin to find your calling. You're not going to find it on any team. You're not going to find it in any bar. You're not going to find it at any party. You're not going to find it in anyone else. But your purpose is in the stream. Your purpose is in... Hallelujah. And I don't know if I'm the only one that believes that today, but I was nothing until God got a hold of my soul and began to change me and transform me. God, more like you, Jesus, and less like me, God, less like my old self, God. Oh, hallelujah. There's a difference between a rock and a stone. You see, a rock has no destiny and has no purpose, but a stone has been shaped by the plan of God. Amen. It's, it's friendly to hold in your hand. It's got a, a balance to it. Amen. It's been formed and you can tell it's spent a little bit of time in the river. You can't find this kind of a stone out on the mountain. You can't find this stone out in the woods. You've got to go to where the water is. 
You've got to go to where the river is. You've got to go to where the Holy Ghost is. You can't find this. <laughs> you can't find this out in the world. Amen. But it's only in the river. I don't know about you. May, I don't know if you can see it. In, but there's a difference between a rock and a stone. And let me tell you something. When David came by, he was stepping over all the rocks. I don't need. No, that's not going to. That hasn't spent enough time in the river. He's moving the rocks to the side. But he gets to the river and he looks down and he says, oh, man, now that's a weapon. Now that is powerful. Now that, oh, I can use this. You see, this, this doesn't happen overnight. This doesn't happen over camp meeting. This doesn't happen over youth camp. This doesn't happen over just a year. Come on, but this is what happens when you've spent some time in the river with God. And God begins to mold you and begins to shape you. Can I tell you tonight? Don't you get discouraged and give up just after a year or after a week because you don't give up and try to go. Can I tell you something? If you'll be obedient to the river, if you'll stay in the river, God is going to work on your life and give you the blessings of God that you never experienced before. But it is all, all in the river. Come on, God doesn't use rocks. God doesn't use, can I tell you, God uses the stones. It's no wonder that when Moses went to get the Ten Commandments from God, God didn't give him rock tablets. He didn't say, well, well if you look on the side or on the edge, you can, you can find thou shalt not murder. On the, no. But when God decided to give Moses his commandment and his word, the Bible says he chiseled them out by himself. The Bible actually says the finger of God wrote on the stone tablets. God wasn't going to use the rock, but he pulled out the, that, that undefinable, absolutely indistinguishable part of a, of a nondescript, I mean, out there. And he said, you know what? Give me a little bit of time. And watch what I can do. I'll start crafting. I'll start shaping. You used to get offended all the time. Well, we can work on that. You used to get mad all the time and have anger problems. Well, we can work on that. I, I can build you and make you. And soon, just a little bit of time with God, he begins to write on you. Can I tell you, I believe God writes his destiny on his people. Can I tell you, I believe God writes his name on his people. When you get baptized in Jesus' name, oh, you just got into the river. You just got into the water. God is writing your story, your plan, your purpose, your mission. Oh, it's God is writing your future. Stay in the river. Stay in the river. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. Man, I'm going to use this to preach a little bit more here tonight. Amen. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Some people, after God picks them up out of the mountain and they get into the river, man, they look like they're doing well. God is working on them, shaping them. They're changing. That You can start to see, oh, I, I know what God is making. I see what God is forming. But, but, but for some reason, they start to look back to the mountain. I just don't believe, I don't believe it whenever I see people that they begin to be drawn to a mountain that God has almost no, I mean, no respect. He can move the mountain. He can put it into the sea. But yet people want to base their identity on an ever-changing world. And on a world that has no constants, it has no consistency, there's nothing good about They want to base their identity on the new Instagram person of today. Or they want to base their identity on the new rock star that just came. They want to base their identity on... Can I tell you something? You'll never find your purpose unless you look inside of Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. It's all through me. Amen. And I don't believe you're going to make it to heaven if you refuse to stay inside of the river. It's all inside of this. Amen. And Isaiah, he said, look upon Zion, a city of our solemnities. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem as a quiet habitation, a tabernacle that shall not be taken down. Not one of the stakes thereof shall be removed, but there the glorious Lord will be a place unto us of broad rivers and streams. Can I tell you, every single time you come to church, there's a river flowing out of this place streams can i tell you this is where people are transformed this is where your purpose begins to happen you can you can look out to the world and say well you know i, I wish i could i could play that kind of music or i wish that i could i could wear that kind or i could dress like but can i tell you it's all inside of the church it's all in the river and it's inside of here that God sends his streams out and we begin to change and we begin to be fashioned and we begin to be molded. Hallelujah. I believe that God is wanting to speak to somebody tonight. I believe God has been pulling on your heart and God has been trying to tell you, stay inside of the river. It's all inside of the river. Amen. Come on. Can we just lift up our hands for a second? Oh, God. Keep me, Jesus. Keep me, God. You know what? I believe there's some Peters in here. The Bible says that when Jesus went up to Peter, the very first thing he said to Peter, he said, you will be known as Cephas, which by interpretation means a stone. And we're looking at Peter. He's this burly fisherman. I mean, he's got anger problems. He carries around a knife and he's always ready to use it. Peter's a bad guy, all right? He's ready, he's ready, he's, he's easily tempered, he's quick to anger, but Jesus walks up to him and he says, you know what I see inside of you? I see a stone, I see a future, I see a purpose, I see an exact mission that only you can, nobody else. 
I see something about you, Peter. It's not quite there yet. You got to spend a little bit of time walking with Jesus. You got to spend some time with Jesus, but just give it, give it just about three years and see what God will do. Right now, Peter, you're, you're, you're sad, you're depressed, you, you're angry, you're a, you're a brawler, you're a fighter, and you don't have what people look at you and say, well, what, you want to become a preacher? You want to become a saint? You want to become a man of God? You want to become a woman of God? You want to be embracing holiness and truth and righteousness? That's not what you're cut out to be. But I want to tell you today, the devil is a liar. And the devil doesn't determine your future. The devil has been trying to lie to you and tell you maybe this river thing isn't worth it. Well, all right. Maybe this river isn't where you're supposed to be. Maybe this is, this is a temporary place. Can I tell you, the devil is lying to you. Amen. And Peter, God wants to use you. Can I tell you, Esther, God wants to use you. God is reaching for you, and he's saying, get back into the river. Oh, come on. Get back in. You've been missing some Wednesdays. You've been missing some. Get back into the river. You weren't here on Sunday. It's all in the river. Get back. Get back. Don't spend time on the mountain. There's nothing for you there. Get into the river where the broad streams flow. Can I tell you, it's all in the river today. Everything you need. Your blessing is in the river. Come on. Your future is in the river. The person you need to marry is in the river. They're not on the mountain. Amen. When you have, when you have children, keep them in the river. They don't belong on the mountain. They're different. They're different from the world. They're different from the... They are made for the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Why do we look at the mountain and desire to leave the river? Can I tell you, everything you need is right here. Every blessing, every miracle, every answered prayer. Can I tell you, everything, all of your desires, your heart's desires towards God, they're here. And God will pour out his spirit and put you inside of the river. God told me to come here and tell somebody, you've got to stay in the river. Don't leave the river. Don't get out. Everything is right here. You've been missing out every time you went to the mountain. Uh, you've been missing out with God every time you went to the mountain. But right here, God is defining your destiny. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish I could reach somebody today. I wish that this word would get inside of somebody's heart today. I, I wish that somebody would, would say to themselves, I've got to stay in the river. No matter what I do, I've got to be found in the presence of God.
I've got to be found where my life is changed and I'm transformed. Even when the storms come, they, they just kind of wash right over the river. Amen. Can I tell you, storms are easier to bear when you're inside of the river. Can I tell you, troubles and trials and, and all of the things we go through, they're easier when you're inside of the church. Can I tell you, it, you don't feel it half as much when you're inside of the presence of God and God is a shield unto his people. God is a defense and a hedge that protects his people. Can I tell you, we had on August 4th, almost exactly a year ago, one of the largest explosions that ever hit and rocked a city in the world happened in Beirut, Lebanon. We had people... Even my dad that was supposed to be within under a mile of the blast and there was damage done up to five miles away. We had people that were in less than half of a mile's distance from their, the place where they were working was totally exploded, totally devastated. And for each one of them, whether they forgot a tool and they had to go back or whether uh, whether. God told them that they needed to postpone the meeting that they were in or they were moved just out of a window just in time. Can I tell you, there was not a scratch on one person. Even though the church walls were blown in, the doors were blown into the sanctuary, the windows came in, everything just devastated. But there wasn't a scratch on one person in the river. Not a scratch on anybody from our church, anybody from our family, but God was a hedge of protection. God came up and he protected us. He kept us when everybody else, a thousand to our right, a thousand, but God kept us and protected us and sheltered us from the explosion. And I want to tell you something. There's no place you'd rather be whenever that storm comes, then inside of the river of God. Oh, I wish somebody believed that today. Everything you need is inside of that river. Hallelujah. Amen. If we can all stand today, I believe God has been working on some of our hearts in this place. There's some people that you're half in the river and you're half out. There's some people that aren't putting their entire trust in the Lord. But I want to tell you, this church is made up of lively stones that are built up as a spiritual house. We're not all cut the same. We're not all made for the same purpose. But when we come together, God says we fit tightly together. God has a plan and purpose. He's got a spot for you. Come on, I, I know somebody's listening tonight that needs to hear this. God has a spot for you in the kingdom of God that only you can fill. And nobody else uh, has the same purpose. You've got... Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I believe that with all of my heart today. You commit yourself and dedicate yourself to the river. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Oh, God. The only difference between God calling you and saying, come to the river, come to where the streams flow, come to where trans... The only difference between God calling you and God choosing is the amount of obedience that you give to that time that God calls you in the river. The only difference, because you've been staying in, in church, you've been faithful every Sunday, you've been faithful on Wednesday nights, you've been faithful with your tithes, faithful with your offerings, and suddenly a David comes walking along. And he's looking down into the riverbed, and he sees all the stones, thousands of stones, and he reaches down, and he picks you up. He says, now, this is your time. This is, this is the moment. I saw you when you were on the mountain. I saw you when, when you were out there in the world. You didn't have any purpose. You were living for the devil. You were living for sin. You were living for worthlessness. You had nothing about you that was any good thing. You looked at yourself and you didn't see. You didn't see what God saw. He said, I saw you when you were out there on the mountain and I called you. I called you by name and said, come to the river. Come to the river. Come on down. This is where I'll protect you. This is where I'll hold you. This is where I'll keep you. This is where I'll build you. This is where I'll bless you. This is where I'll grow you. This is where I'll write your story. This is where I'll purpose you. This is where it's at. Everything you see at the Lord doesn't supply all of your needs according to his riches. See if God doesn't take care of your family. See if God doesn't take care of your finances. See if God doesn't put the pieces back together and rough out the edges of your life that you don't want anyone to know about. You don't want anyone to see. You try to cover it. But can I tell you something? God looked at you and he said, I see a Cephas. I see a stone right there. That's a person that I can use for my kingdom. As our musicians play, I don't think Peter really understood exactly what God had in store for him. A couple days went by and Peter is in the upper room. He's still praying, he's still fasting, and he's still in the river. And there comes a day, there comes a day, they didn't know when it was going to be that the shepherd was passing by. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, God sees you. God knows right where you, you hear me today. God knows you for who you are. And God has set you apart. He said, Peter, now is your time. You've been obedient to the river. You've been faithful to the process. And to you will be given the keys of the kingdom. And Peter stood up from among the twelve, and he began to preach unto them. You must repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Can I tell you, you can't make it to heaven unless rivers of living water flow out of your innermost being. You can't make it to heaven until you get inside of that river. Oh, and you begin to be where the streams will make you glad. Hallelujah. It's all in the river. Salvation. You'll begin to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and speak with another tongue as the Spirit gives you the utterance. And can I tell you something? You become a part of that river. You become a part of what God has designed and destined for the kingdom. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that when we get to heaven, this is what we're going to see. He said that he showed me there was a pure river of water and of life. He's up in heaven and John sees before him what the angel is showing. And he says, you know what I saw? I saw that river. It was clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. I want to tell you, there's healing in the river. Not just for your body, but for your past, for what the mountain did to you. Can we lift up our hands all across this place? Come on, would you begin to pray? If you're watching online tonight, I want to tell you, God knew exactly where you'd be. God knew exactly what your circumstance and situation was. And I'm here to tell you tonight, this message is for you tonight. This message is, is reaching you. Come on, all over this sanctuary, would you begin to seek after the Lord? God, you found me. You changed me. You transformed me. I'm not who I used to be, God. Oh, but thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you for the river, God. It came down from heaven, and it reached me right here. Come on, if you lift up your hands and you seek after the Holy Ghost today, can I tell you that river will meet you right where you are. Uh, you're not too far. You're not too distant. You're not too lost. You're not too broken. You're not too messed up. You're not too rough for God not to reach you. And God, if I remember where God brought me from, I've got a spirit of gratefulness that follows me every day. I say, thank you, Jesus. God, you saved me, Lord. Come on, why don't we lift up our hands today? Come on, I want to invite you to come and pray. This is where the streams of life are. Out of the tabernacle of God, there's going to be a river that'll flow. I came to tell someone today, it's all in the river. Everything you need. Would you just come and pray tonight? Say, God, I need you, Jesus. I've been trying to live by myself and for myself. I've been trying to do things my own way, God. But I'm ready to submit to your spirit. I'm ready, God, to submit to your spirit. Give you all of me. I'm all in, God. I'm all in. Come on, would you pray with me tonight? I want to tell you, we got so many people 
that have to make a decision in Lebanon. They can't be half in and half out. But when they make up their minds to follow God, they leave everything else behind. And I want to tell you, it's worth it all tonight. You make that decision. Come on. If you feel the devil's been pulling at your soul, why don't you close your eyes right now? Why don't you kneel before God? And why don't you just say, God, keep me in the river, God. Come on, we're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for you. And I believe God is going to begin to work. That Holy Ghost is going to begin to flow. Come on, you seek out. It's here tonight. Come on, don't give up. God, I need you. God is reaching for someone tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can get the Holy Ghost tonight. You can receive the baptism of the Spirit. Come on, you just seek after God.